Hi, I'm Jenica, and this is my brother, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Jenica. What are we talking about today? Um, today, we're going to talk about uh, Exodus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're in for that kind of lesson. Cool. Not, not the book of the Bible. Oh. Um, that's a we're book talking in the Bible. About... <laughs> wow. Um, cut that out. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about people, people leaving. Yeah. So in the ministry, people come to your church and in a small community church like ours, they're often um, involved in the community and then uh, rise in responsibility and join the church and become, you know, part of leadership and eventually are pulled to different places or people come to your church and become part of the community and they eventually decide that they don't feel the same way about uh, your religious values or the way you see the church or what the church's purpose is or what the ministry should be doing. And a band of people, you know, connect on that disagreement and then split from the church and fracture. Are those two, two big ones for you that you remember? Yeah, in Hollywood, we call this creative differences. Um, these people generally especially uh at the beginning of our church uh a a large group of families and most of these people had kids and these kids were our friends um and a lot of these adults through these these friendships uh we became close these people were like our aunts and uncles and so we would make we'd create these tight bonds, and then when these fractures would happen, we would lose these friendships that we had spent uh, months, if not years, in these people's homes and their theirs and ours, and uh, these close, you know, aunts and uncles would be gone from our lives. And the thing is, especially in the early years, we wouldn't have any idea why. Oh yeah. Uh, I remember a family came back from, I think it was a mission trip in Egypt. I have no idea. A family came back from somewhere and brought me this beautiful gift. And I'm a child. I don't know what's happening, but it's beautiful. I love their family. I've had sleepovers. I remember them driving me to kindergarten and they made peanut butter sandwiches with chunky peanut butter. And at the time I was silly and didn't know that was delicious. And I, I just had like, they were family. And then one day they were gone and no one ever told me why and what we did and we're not just like normal people in the church that can hang out or talk or have you know hard talks after we're the pastor's kids we can never see them again not because of our parents but because of the 17 you know people and their five families that decided to go together this family in particular that you're talking about jenica uh i actually was looking up their family on facebook yesterday Um, and trying to find the kids because it came out of something. I don't know, but, you know, not trying to be an internet stalker, (laughs) um, but occasionally have wondered what different people are up to, which came about through someone online liked this or commented on this and it led to this and this. And I'm like, Oh, wow. I haven't seen anything from that person in 15 years. And, you know, suddenly I'm looking up someone I haven't seen in 30 years. 
and I did find some stuff, and but I'm not entirely comfortable with reaching out. But it's kind of what got me thinking about this subject, uh, which is why I wanted to talk about it today. Yeah, we're we can't really reach out comfortably because we don't need to hash out the you know the dealings of adults belong to adults, and the dealings of children matter because we have feelings around it. But we don't need to um, hash out things. And just saying, you know, I missed the last 27 years of your life. I hope it, I hope it went well is also like weird. Um, but there's so many friendships out there that I do keep an eye on through social media because I cared. And it feels like I have power in the situation. And there are people who left under better terms. Um, but when you leave a church, it is such an emotional like break that um, we don't get to just have reunions with those people. And I've, I've written about community breaking before because I think churches fracturing is healthy. I think it's part of communities and I, it, I think it's like built into our wiring. Personally, I'm, I'm all for groups of people have similar beliefs. They can't be at a church that has slightly different beliefs. It's, it's hard for them to serve. That's fine. You know, I'm fine with fracturing because the the ultimate other side of it is turmoil that can't be resolved because we're dealing with deep things, uh, you know, like religion. But um, when when a community breaks, we forget that things like funerals are always going to happen. And so the only time I've ever had a glimpse of a few of these people was at the many, many, many funerals that you attend when you're a pastor's kid. And I would look forward to the possibility that so-and-so might show up because I might see them at a funeral. Yeah, I've experienced a lot of that. And it's difficult, but also cathartic. Well, this-, this podcast's a bummer. <laughs> Um, I think that there's other like there's other ways that people left. There was this woman who served in our church growing up. Um, she, you know, became a part of the children's ministry and she felt led by God to go on mission work to China. And throughout my life, there were people who connected with us and would, you know, rise in responsibility in leadership positions and be really engaged and then feel that God called them somewhere else. And I would be really mad my whole life that God calls people to leave me. God called these people to leave. It's really hard not to take it personally as a family, but as an individual kid who can't understand, you know, something as, as big as being called to another place in the world. Um, it felt like being in the church that people are called to leave the church to go do other things is this suffering that I just have to endure. But I don't think it always has to be bad. But for our case in a small community church in Southern California, it, it felt it felt so wrong and so damaging that to this day, I was telling Mark earlier that I'm in a Bible study with these women in this church in Hollywood, and I love them. They're wonderful people, but I have to put up this guard. And I said, hey, if you're not here in L.A. for good, I'm not going to want to be close friends with you because I am not okay with creating these deep, emotional, religious, prayerful connections with humans who are going to be called to leave. And I live in L.A. It's pretty stupid. People are leaving constantly. That is the nature of the city. Chose a ministry and chose a city that people want to leave you. Um, 
so there there's a lot of effects that uh it's hard for me to make friends i think that's one of the fears i've taken with me um especially in the workplaces uh if not other uh since since uh, my church life growing up is that i don't know you know when these other people have have been such a huge part of my life in church and then when they've broken off and go on other places when you are working at the church full time uh when your family is involved in that way seven days a week the church the church is a part of your life even though you're doing other things it's it's sort of the monolith that that drives everything going on you know not like we sat around and prayed all day and and just you know church this and church that but it's the mechanism it's the mechanism by which why we live in california it's the mechanism by which the the bills get paid you, you know it's it's the lead up what you're doing during the week is the lead up to sunday and so the friends at church you know it's it's why i have my friends um it's because of that the church and so when they leave that's that's a deep gash in my life but i recognize that i don't know where that church fits into their lives um yeah and it may be deep in their lives but i sort of have convinced myself that these people will not remember me or if they do that um it won't mean what it meant to me to them and um and whether that's real or not it's just something i've sort of carried and so it's been hard to try to um to make those relationships you know because kids are really good at that creating relationships um you know especially in like a church setting where you while well, you're stuck together Some people left the church because they had disagreements over small things. Um some of them were large issues. We uh we had homosexual leadership in our church and that was a problem for some people. We also had female leadership in our church and that was a problem for people. For different people at different times and so and they decided they could not be a part of the church because of their beliefs and that's something that sours those memories with those people. Uh, because of our beliefs. Um, but there's other peoples where one day they were there and they were very involved in our lives. And the next day they were literally the next day they were gone. No goodbye, no anything. And I don't know anything about why. And I kind of don't want to know why, because I don't have any, nothing has soured that for me. And even then there are uh, among the, even the ones that feel or sound problematic, I don't have the same story from the different adults in my life, even my parents, about what happened because like we, me and Jenica are talking about here where our experiences are not exactly the same, neither are our parents' experience or anyone's experience of what happened or what they heard or what who you know what the same person told them through their different situations and so a lot of it is just kind of again a child or a teenager trying to understand what happened um a long time ago, but either way those relationships are still gone and a lot of these people were like family very close um day to day family for years um 
and yeah, no goodbye, just gone. And I don't want to paint a picture that our, our parents didn't sit down with us and tell us sometimes because I imagine they must have. Oh, and, they, and they did. Our, our parents totally like they were very sensitive to who these people were in our lives. And I'm not and it's not to say that these people didn't care about us. I know that they did. Um, but there was a lot going on. And I'm sure there was a trying to they weren't sure how to handle it either. Oh, I, yeah. I don't mean in any way to suggest that anybody didn't care or or cast us aside. It's more looking back with the time gap. I'm not sure where people stand. I'm also not sure how people feel about that one church they attended for a few years because um, people leave churches all the time. <laughs> right. People leave churches because they fall off the map. They don't care. They weren't as engaged. Something happened in their life. They got a new job. They got busy. There are a hundred reasons to leave a church. And when it was the big, huge disruptive breaks, that was a really big deal for us. However, I imagine since I know some of the breaks from our church groups of people that left, they went and started their own churches. I imagine that those are not painful memories for them having built on something, how having been excited about worshiping differently, having um, the ideas to do something, you know, and move on. I, I have, I have these weird feelings of like, I don't think, they know they broke up with me <laughs> and I don't think they would have any hard feelings. And if I brought that up, it would be really weird and selfish and self-centered of me to consider that them not being in my life somehow affected them. <laughs> Our family left a church to move to California to start a church. And I was three something when we left and you were six and John was nine so there are lots of relationships there that I don't know anything about. It didn't impact me because I was so little in the way that it impacted you or John or mom and dad, but we left a church mm -hmm. and that was the most exciting, wonderful thing that ever happened to us is to build a church in Southern California. I mean, saying us like as if I was really like participating or whatever. Right, right. I I, I do want to acknowledge when we say we planted a church, we were there. <laughs> Our parents planted a church. We filled communion cups. <laughs> they stepped out on faith. I stole bread from the communion place. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, we were very engaged, though. I mean, we were on the stage every minute of every day, but... When people left, like, I know they would know our names because we were the pastor's kids. Because you know how, like, you're just tiny famous in this little community because the pastor's kid. People are nicer to you. It, you know how we talk about privilege now a lot more openly. We had, like, you know, famous privilege. Everybody knew our name. Everybody knew if you were nice to us, you were in with our parents. And people, like, wanted to be close. Pr close proximity to a pastor who's charismatic and a worship leader who's so talented, like people want to be nice to pastor's kids. So I'm also concerned that I got more, more affection from people and more attention from people while they were there, that it meant a lot to me to have affection and attention and connection with these people. So when they're gone, it really is more important to me that they're gone and it really isn't to them. Right. You know, when you sit and think about people, you, you just have that wonder if they ever think about you.
And when you're a pastor's kid, you have uh, thousands of people that you can pick out and remember moments of their lives because it was, like you said, it was the mechanism of our lives. So, uh, you know, Wednesday night choir rehearsal, Thursday night, you know, small group at church, Friday night this, Saturday this, all day with mom. I was with her because I was young, all day doing every errand with mom. You and I have a lot of stories and conversations to talk about in future episodes about what those, you know, other six days were like for us because those six and a half Sunday afternoon is also different. Those six and a half days are unique to pastors' families. Um, Sunday isn't like church really. I mean, it's a unique version for us, but we're all doing the same thing when we're there. And these, these people, like I know so many thousand more names in the back of my mind that I have nothing. I have nothing to do with these names. Right. <laughs> except for occasionally look up two or three on Facebook, feel weird about it, and then stop and then not look them up anymore. Uh, a few of them have reached out to me over the years and we've had connections and God bless it. There are funerals, you know, funerals are reunions for the living and there have been things like that, but in general, they're just gone. And it's just a part of me to just have people gone like a lot, a lot of people. This would be a good time to wrap up your feelings on Exodus from the church, from the perspective of a PK. Mark, what are your ultimate feelings about people leaving the church? I guess my ultimate feelings when I think ultimately about how I ultimately feel. Um, this is helpful. I'm really glad that you've built it up. So not not wasting time to find answers, but build it up to really like put the spotlight no, on. No, this is Go chiseled on. in stone. Um, no, I the the thing that um, these people I know I've, I've spoken a lot about how the, these people leave a gap, um, and I think maybe gap is the the wrong word um, because it's not. Um, it's, I, I, I think I've been saying it wrong. It's not what's missing. Um, it's a, like, they're a huge part of who I am. Um, and I'm proud of that. Um, and I, that makes me nostalgic, I guess. And I can't help but look back on that. Um, you know, a big example of it is there's uh, there was a lady in the church and I was best friends for a while with her son. Um, I was really into skateboarding at the time and we used to skateboard together and we learned to ollie together. Um, I, I spent the night at his house and we watched Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze together. Um, watched Kung Fu movies all night long. And she she made me do this whole thing of earning points and then finally, uh, she got me my own copy of the picture Bible, which was a big deal for me at the time, which is like an old, like one of the first comic book versions of the Bible, the whole Bible in picture format. And she wrote this, this really uplifting message. And that was the first Bible. That was the first time I ever read front to back a version of the Bible. 
And uh, shortly after she gave me the book, she left a note saying goodbye um, because they were not going to the church anymore. And I didn't get to say goodbye. But she was like, uh, she was like a mother to me. And that was probably my first experience with someone disappearing from the church. And I to this day don't know what happened. Um, but like I'm, even as we're talking, I'm looking at that that Bible picture Bible on my shelf, and that was a huge part of me. And that that book and her, um, you know, they they were a big influence on my life, and all these people were. Um, so I guess thank you to all of them. Yeah, thank you for investing and giving us a lot when you were there, because it had bid a big a big impact on us. Is there anything you wanna add to that? Oh uh, well, uh I said to this day I still have issues of being left and um unpacking that is my like steps to healing. Um but it is why I have a wall up and it is why I'm always in the back of my mind thinking someone's, oh, oh, they're, they're, they're visiting so-and-so. They might look at houses while they're there. They're going to move to Michigan. Oh, they're doing this in Portland. Well, probably lost them. Like, um, I, I move people out of my city before they've moved mentally. And I, I know that that's just a part of life and I'm, I'm dealing with still uh, these abandonment issues of whole groups of people, not just individuals, but whole groups just leaving and being gone and families and leaving like spaces in me. Um, but I forget that that is normal <laughs> behavior mm-hmm. of humans who are engaged in community and it is healthy and it is beautiful and opening and closing chapters needs to be met with joy and excitement. And I'm working on that. And that's what's helping me get through this is I need to celebrate. I've mourned a lot of those breaks. I need to start celebrating those chapters for them and myself and everybody um, so that my kids can be better equipped for when this happens to them. Well, thank you for talking with me. Thank you for talking over the subject. Thank you for talking with me. Thank you for listening, hopefully, if, if anyone listens. Uh, try to rate and review and subscribe because that helps us, you know, see that people are there. And feel free to comment and leave us your in your reviews your thoughts on like whether or not you're identifying with these things and if it's helping for you to unpack it or if you really don't want to unpack these things and if there's any subjects that you feel like we should definitely add to our list to explore please add those subjects especially other pks because we're going to be reaching out to other pks and our brother and people to talk about things so we want to know what you want to hear about thanks for listening